Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest official EvertonFC.com podcast. And we've got a Scottish special for you this week. I'm delighted to welcome Richard Goff, Gary Naismith, and David Weir. Great to have you all in the company again, gentlemen. Goffy, we can just start with you. Just go back to the beginning of your Everton career. How did Walter Smith sell Everton to you at that stage in your professional career? Uh, I'd, I'd, come, um, I'd come back and play for Nottingham Forest for a few games. Just then, I was going back to America to take over the under-20 under 20 American team because um, I was still under contract to, with the Major League Soccer. And um, I got a phone call from Harry Redknapp right near the end of the season saying, I'd like you to play with this kid. I've got this young kid who could maybe learn a few things off you. Um, and I'd like you to come play for West Ham because we watched you play for Nottingham Forest. I only had about five or six games for Nottingham Forest. Cut a long story short, the, the young kid was Rio Ferdinand. So I, I phoned Walter up, actually, and I said, Walter, Harry Redknapp wants to sign me for West Ham. And, um, and uh, how, like, how much money should I get? You know, because I didn't know the Premier League, uh, you know, the bonuses and stuff like that, all, all the money. And Walter said, wait, 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 you're not going to stay. I thought you were going to take that job. He's offered me a lot of money. Anyway, long story short, Walter said, come on up to Liverpool. You'll enjoy it much more than London. You've been down in London already with Spurs. And he says, and we've got, um, we've got the, the basis of a decent team, you know. And I said, I can always remember saying to him, I said, well, you've got Davey Watson, who's 37, 38, he's the same age as me. And um, and he said no. He said Waggy's going to help more on the more on the coaching side. So there was no, um, you know. Obviously, I said Walter, I would come. Then I had to Harry Redknapp back and say uh, sorry, Harry. <laughs> and then played with Waggy the first game against Manchester United. And then it was myself and David Weir from roughly then and. Um, I knew David from Hearts. I'd seen him at Hearts and playing for Falkirk. He was a was a was a good player, but I actually didn't know how good he was until I played with him. And sometimes you find that. And um, we had a really good partnership uh, at Everton, and it was uh, it was great to play with him. And I'm glad. And all, f- funny enough, he followed me up to Rangers and and had a terrific end of his career at Rangers. And uh, so he was a great servant to both clubs as well. Davey, were you excited when you when you found out from Walter that we were signing Richard Goff? Going to get the opportunity to play alongside Goff at club level? Hundred percent. I mean, I without being too um, sycophantic about it, I was a Rangers fan growing up, and like Richard Goff was an idol of mine. So I used to go to the games through Ibrox and watch him, and saw him lifting trophies in really successful times for Rangers. So you know, he was one of my footballing heroes. So just to get the chance to meet him, far less play with him was a was a thrill for me. So. Um, I looked forward to him coming in and um, he didn't disappoint. He wasn't there for a long period of time, obviously, in terms of um, duration, but in everything he did, both on and off the field, he was quality and he just raised the bar for Everton at the time and helped us out. And, you know, at that time in Everton's history, we were we were in some tough times. We, were, we had, um, you know, Walter was dealing with a lot of things off the pitch that um, just basically keeping the f- club afloat, I think, and, you know, fighting battles there and, trying to get some stability on the pitch, which was difficult. And, and Goff came in and gave us that stability and added to 
um, the environment we had. And, and I learned lots playing from him. I learned um, how he took care of himself off the pitch. You know, learned a lot of things on the pitch. And I think that benefited me personally later on in my career when I saw that to be 37, 38, playing the Premier League and playing well in the Premier League, it just opened my eyes to the possibility of prolonging my career and what you needed to do to um, to do that. So it was great for me educationally, but it was also a real thrill just to play with Richard and, and hear a few stories from him as well. <laughs> Gary, compared to David Weir and Richard Goff, you were, you were a baby when you signed for Everton. You, you, you were 21 years of age, even though you had a bit of experience up in Scotland. So I suppose out of the three, it, for you, it was, it was the biggest move, wasn't it? Definitely, and right up until maybe a couple of days before the move happened, I actually thought I was going to Coventry. We were away with Scotland, and uh, the deal had been done and, uh, right at the start of the Scotland trip. So we were away for 10 days, and I thought that I was going to be signing for Coventry when I got back. Cut a long story short, when the day after we got back, I got a phone call to say that the Coventry move was off and that I had permission to go and speak to Everton. Um, obviously, that had a lot to do with Archie, who was the assistant manager at um, Scotland at the time. He obviously had done quite well in the two games that we had played. I think he had went back to Walter and says, look, I think we should take Gary, really. He's going to be got to Coventry. We'll need to act, act quickly. So I think really Walter, although he would have knew me if he'd playing, playing against Rangers, I think it was more on Archie's say so that I actually signed for Everton. But for me walking in, you know, obviously I knew Davey, but... Um, you can imagine, as you say, 2021, you walk into a change room and there's people like Mark Hughes, Richard Goff, Kevin Campbell, Duncan Ferguson, Paul Gascoigne. You know, and I'm just a young 20-year-old coming down from Scotland, really. So, obviously, I was starstruck. These are people that you've watched on the TV and you never imagine that one day that you've got to be sharing a change room with them or, or um, actually playing playing games with them. So, it was a, it was a surreal moment for me really and it and it took me a it took me a little bit of time just to sort of get over the nerves and stuff and, and actually feel as though I was part of that team. I remember you telling me and we won't mention figures obviously but when Walter showed you your first contract for Everton you you were taken aback a bit weren't you? Yeah the um they done well for us really to be honest Walter um, I think my agent was going to ask for a certain amount with add-ons and stuff like that and Walter basically just told them to what to ask for and um, I was away doing my medical when they were discussing the terms and only got like 30 seconds with my agent and I said well I'll be happy he says yeah you'll yeah, be happy so I'm sitting in the office and Walter and that chair giving me the pattern and that and telling me what they expect and stuff like that and uh, he says right all we need to do now is for you to sign the contract and he put the contract in front of me and I says is that a month and he says no that's a week <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so to be, to be fair, he looked after me well there, and obviously it was a astronomical sum of money for what I was on at Hearts. You know, it was figures that you could only dream in. Um, but it was good to give me a lot of good advice about it as well, Walter. So no, I've got a lot to thank the two of them for actually and Walter. Goffey, you played against Everton in the year we won the league in '87, when you had that season at Tottenham Hotspur. So you know a little bit about the club, the Graham Sharps, the Adrian Heaths. Did you think? Did you feel that you had a little bit of unfinished business with regards to English football? Because although you've done very well, you only had that one season in the late eighties. Yeah, um, I was captain of Tottenham at the time, and people forget that the English teams were banned from Europe at that time. And so, uh, the Scottish uh, Rangers, in, in particular, had signed 
Terry Butcher, Chris Woods, who we went on to say Wilkins, Gary Stevens, Trevor Steven, the two boys from Everton as well, funny enough, just right after Everton had won the league as well. So we had a, we had a very, very strong team at that time. So, no, I, I um, loved my time at, at Glasgow Rangers Football Club. But, um, like, like Davey says, that, uh, you know, I was a supporter as, him as, a, as, as a kid as well. My father was a supporter of Rangers, so I was the, the supporter of Rangers. So to, to play for them was a dream. Um, I didn't think I had unfinished business. But I knew when I came down to, you know, to Rangers, sorry, to Everton, that at 37 years old as, as I was at the time, uh, and I can remember just before the, pre, the pre-season had started and I was re- I read the newspaper, the Liverpool Echo, was it the Echo? You know, people were writing in saying, what are we signing, what are we signing an old guy like Goff for? Because, you know, he's, he, was, he was a really good player, but, you know, we shouldn't be signing. What's Smith signing him for, you know? You know, it's a lot to do then to Davy Weir and the players who were there at that time. That um, was one of my best seasons in, in football. You know, I, I played really well that season, that first season I was at Everton. The second season, unfortunately, I picked up an injury after the third game and was out for four months and came back um, laterally. But I, I didn't feel the same. I didn't feel as good as I did that first season. That first season was a, was a remarkable season. You know, uh, for me, you know, so um, no, no, I didn't feel uh, I had any unfinished business to prove to, um, you know, to prove to the English players. But what I always remember what I did have to prove. I had to prove to the Everton players that I was a good player again. So it's when you change club or you change a business, you change a, you come with a reputation, and I came with a reputation of having won many trophies, and but I had to reprove myself as a football player to the Everton players, you know, in that, um, uh, you know, in the Everton dressing room. And I think I did that, you know, you know marvellous times at Everton and uh, I fondly remember them. David, did you feel to a certain extent that you had to prove yourself to the Everton players as well? You, you were 28 when you came down from the Scottish Premier League. Yeah, I think, I think you always do, to be honest, Darren. When you go to any new club, I think football being the way it is, and dress rooms being the way they are, you've got to prove yourself in every dressing room. And I think that first week, first couple of weeks are really important in terms of, you know, how you perform in training, but ultimately how you do in the games. And I think that's part and parcel of being a footballer. You've got to rise to that challenge. You've got to integrate with the lads on a social basis in terms of getting to know them and them liking you a little bit. But the main thing is, obviously, performing on the pitch. And, and that's really, really important. And that's where you get judged both by your peers in terms of your players, but also the fans. I think very quickly, you know, fans can make their mind up that first impression and what they see and um, how you fit into the team and the environment and what kind of message you give to them is really, really important. And I think all players are conscious of that. And I know that I've seen it and, you know, that players that don't settle, they come into clubs and they have a bad start and it's really hard to to make that up and it's really hard to address that and I think Goffey makes a great point there in terms of having that mindset where you're going into a club, you go in saying, right, I'm going to prove myself, I'm going to um, I'm going to show them what I'm all about and I think that's what's made him of the longevity in his career and the success he's had in his career and I'm sure Gary's the same he'll, he'll have the same message, you went in that dressing room and he spoke about the names and, and the faces and 
the people that you've been watching on TV and then all of a sudden you're going in and I was older, I was 28 as you said, so I'd been around the block a little bit. You're still nervous, you're still a little bit worried but the, the only way to really um, solve it is to go and do your best, work hard and then let your ability take care of itself. So I was confident enough and enjoyed the challenge and I think that's that's a big part of being a footballer is, is enjoying and accepting that challenge and rising to it. Gary, you touched on just before that you, there were a few nerves when you first came to Everton because there were such big characters in the dressing room. Was there ever any point early in your Everton career where you thought, I might have made a mistake here, this might not work out for me? To be honest, I just went in and I had to try and, as the lads were saying, I had to try and prove myself to, the, to my teammates um, because apart from the Scottish lads, I'm pretty sure the rest of the changing room had never heard of Gary Naismith. So what first, before I even got to impressing the fans and the people around the club, I had to impress my teammates. And uh, I started off, I think the first couple of games I was a sub. In fact, my first game I came on uh, up at Newcastle and I set up the winner for Kevin Campbell. So that was a good start. Then I think a couple of games in, um, I gave away a penalty or it was Mark Scott and Tommy Gravison gave away a penalty in Liverpool. So that was a bit of a, a low point. But then I scored the winner at Bradford in the last minute or the last five minutes. And I got another couple of goals early on when we beat Chelsea. Uh, sorry, and then we, we beat Chelsea and Arsenal back to back. So the start of my Everton career was, it was quite positive. We got quite a lot of good results. And I think that helped me that. You know, I was contributing to the team, the fans saw that, the players saw that. And I think that settled me down quite quickly. But um, I can still remember it now walking into the chain room, just how nervous I was. You just sit in the corner and you wait until somebody speaks to you. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a nervous time when you walk into a changing room for the first time. <laughs> Who looked after you guys in the early days? Well, obviously Davy, because, you know, I knew Davy for hearts. Um, obviously for Scotland we had a few games together with Scotland so Davy looked after me it was Davy really you know even when me and Gillian were in the hotel Davy and Fiona took us to their house for Christmas dinner and stuff like that so Davy looked after me and I tried to do the sort of same when James McFadden came to the club you know because I appreciated how, how much it helped me and then Gillian um, when we first came Davy and Fiona looked after us so I tried to do the same to James when he came to the club but it was a really good changing room, you know, and I always remember, like, not just because he's there, Goffey, but, like, I remember we were on a bad run as well, and, and we were to go out and train, and Goffey said to actually give us 10 minutes, and we sat in the changing room, and I thought, whoa, what's happening here? Because this never really happened to me when we were at Hearts. And Goffey actually went round the players one by one and says, look, you're not doing well enough, you need to do that, you need to do that. You need... So that was like a you. No, but it was like a unique experience for me that a senior professional that that happened. So that was like a a very quick learning cover cover about what would happen if you weren't pulling your weight, really. Gary uh, picks up on a point there. And I did that, I only did that a couple of times in my whole career as a captain of the football club. I just said, doing exactly the same, the same training and as everything as we were doing last year. And now you're all starting to blame the coaches and this. I said, we all got to really just have a look at ourselves first. Have a look at yourself in the mirror when you come through, you know, after the game and ask if you could have done any better, you know, you could have done any better or helped a teammate out of a difficult situation. So let's look at ourselves first. And I can remember I went out of the meeting and Mark Hughes pulled me and he said, that was brilliant. 
So I've never seen anything like that before. Because it, it, at the bottom line, it doesn't matter who's in charge. It's what you do as an 11 when you go out on that field, you know. And uh, it's about good players, you know. And um, at Everton at that, at that time, but a lot of good players, you know. I, you know, like I, I go through the team, you know, that, you know, I, I, I can remember, uh, um, well, Daily Weir played right back that day, but the normal team was Abel, Xavier was right back. The goalkeeper was Gerard, uh, Paul Gerard, but Xavier, myself, Davy Weir, Unsworth. Uh, midfield, we had Barmby, we had Hutchinson, we had Johnny Collins. Um, you know, so, and up front we had Campbell and Jeffers. It was, it was a strong team. It wasn't a, it wasn't a bad team, that team. And I think we, we landed up finishing about um, seventh or eighth. Davey, I remember those days at, at, at Belfield when Walter and Archie were there, and Walter and Archie were t- terrific for the football club. But there was a there was a fearsome side to Walter and Archie, wasn't there? They uh, they could they could give out a good rollicking if they needed to. Did you ever get one? Uh, to be honest, I think I was fortunate. I'm sure I did. I, 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 you try and remember the good times, and you try and remember the praise rather than the the dressings down. But there's no doubt that you know both of them were. I think they were fair. And I think, you know, a little bit what Goffey said there in terms of it was just starting to change. Football was just starting to change. And I think now it's changed a lot, you know, bearing in mind that was 20 years ago. But at that time, you know, you like to call things out as they were. And there was no doubt, and I'm sure Gary and Richard have both got memories of when voices and more were raised in the dressing room. And, you know, that's kind of the way you sorted things out. You had honest conversations, like Goffey said, within the dressing room in terms of, players being honest with each other. And Walter and Archie were nothing less than honest with you. If you played well and you got results, then you got a pat on the back. If you didn't, whether it be at halftime um, or after the game, you were you were told exactly what was expected of you. And, you know, Archie was, Archie during pre-season was the nicest guy, the funniest guy. You know, he had his arm around you. And then, you know, once the games had started, they had the game arm or hands around your neck. You know, that's the way it was. If things weren't were going to go in the right way. And that, and I, I was used to that. I'd been brought up in an environment where that was normal at Falkirk and at Harps with um, a guy who got, um, Gary played with as well, Jim Jeffries, where it was very much the same. So it was normal for me to, to work in that environment and to, to be treated like that. And I enjoyed it. I liked it. I liked the fact that you knew exactly where you stood and you knew exactly what was expected of you. And if you come in losing games, not playing well and making mistakes, then you're going to be going to be told so I had no problem with that and we had a real you know we had some great results during that period of time as Gary spoke about beating Chelsea, Arsenal, Goffey, Liverpool and, and games like that but we just probably weren't consistent enough to be where we wanted to be and that would be the frustration because there were a lot of good players there we probably just weren't as settled as a team through injury and players coming in and out as we would have liked to be. Would it be fair to say Gary that you were a bit more fearful of Archie than the more experienced players, Davy and Guffey? Uh, yeah, even now, if he comes into the room, I'm still a little bit scared of him, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> but um, he's somebody that I actually, as I say, I, I think my Everton career was due to Archie. Um, I quite liked the fact that he would come in and tell you when you had done something wrong or he wasn't happy. But I also liked the fact that the very next day, it was forgotten about. He had said his piece and he was back to just being normal. I enjoyed that. Um, as David had touched on, we, we, we were used to that with Jim Jeffries and his assistant, Billy Brown, so there was nothing new there for us. 
Um, I remember actually a couple of... I don't really remember Walter ever losing the plot, if I'm being honest. I, ca I can't generally remember Walter ever going mental. He, he probably did, in fact, he would have, but if anybody, it's actually that I remember. And I remember him giving me a couple of telling-offs, not so much in games, sometimes in training. If he didn't think that I was putting it in and he was getting the message across that you need to train your best every day to play at your best at the weekends. Um, so I remember that film, but as I said, I generally think Archie trusted me as a player. Um, some games when he needed maybe somebody to... I remember one game, I think we were playing Liverpool. Heskey was playing left midfield for them. And young Peter Clark was playing for us at right back. And Archie wanted me to go over and give Peter a hand. And you know, I'm a left footer. I always played left or in the centre. But he wanted me to play in the right one day. So, obviously, that made me feel good that Somebody like Archie Knox trusted me to go and play in a, a false position because he thought that could help help the team. Mm. Goffey, you worked with Walter and Archie an awful lot throughout your career. Was it a case of good cop, bad cop, or were they both bad cops? Um, like Gary said, Walter was a Walter was a calmer one. Walter Walt was the best. I worked with some great managers during my period, but Walter was the best manager as a, as a man manager. I, I, I think. Um, I met Walter in, um, when I came over as a kid to Dundee United in uh, oh, March 1980. I met Walter Smith for the first time. And I played in a, pra in a, in a practice game, which he played centre-back, and I played left-back. And um, I'd known Walter from that time. If it was 25 years I played, Walter was involved in 24 of them. And I've seen him lose the plot about maybe those years maybe 10 times and you don't want to see it and he was one of the <laughs> when he lost the plot you 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 he was worse than archie so because he wasn't he wasn't he archie was you know like maybe cross all the time so you kind of got used to it a wee bit you were expecting a wee bit but walter you didn't so you knew when walter got upset he was, he was very upset you know um I worked with Archie at, uh, uh, when I was a manager at Livingston for six months. I asked him, he was the first person I called and asked him if he could come and be my assistant. He was absolutely brilliant. Uh, the first morning of training, I went in my first day as a manager. I thought I'll get in there early at seven o'clock at Livingston's grand. Archie was there half past six. He was there before me, you know. Um, just loves football. I speak to Archie on a regular basis. I speak to him once a week. I speak to him and and Walter once a week, um, just to keep in touch, especially now the, the difficult times, you know, and just just you know great people. Davey, I was looking at a game against Blackburn Rovers in 1999, where Walter had to start with a goalkeeper, seven defenders, and three attacking players, and the defenders were Richard Dunn, Waggy, Marco Materazzi, Dave Unsworth, yourself, Michael Ball, and John O'Kane. We actually won that game. Bakayoko scored a couple of goals, but it just showed the problems that Walter was up against, didn't it? I, I think that's right, and I think people's memories forget things like that. I think if it's the same game I remember, Dan, I think it was me and Unzi in centre midfield. As I said, there was no real consistency around about that time. It seemed to be, you know, whether it was injuries and people leaving and people coming in, and that that game and that team gives you an idea of what you know how we were trying to find results and get results and. We managed to get results the majority of the time and did enough to be in a position whereby, you know, we were, we were in the right side of that relegation battle, which it was for a period of time that was quite worrying. So 
you know, myself and David Unsworth as your two central midfielders, you know, after the days of Kendall Ball and, you know, Alex Young and people like that, it's probably not what the Everton players and fans would have would enjoyed watching. But I, I can remember that game vividly and I can remember the Evertonians filling the, that end of Blackburn and, you know, getting that result. And it was important for us at that time as well. So as Walter always said and still does, you know, football's about getting results and finding a way to win. And that was a very good example of that. It would be remiss of me to be in your company, guys, and not speak about Paul Gascoigne. You all played alongside Paul Gascoigne. What, what was it like for you, Gary, when, when Gazza joined Everton? It must have been a thrill. Oh, it was uh, unbelievable. And the um, I think he played one game. At, it was either at Bolton or Blackburn. I can't remember. But he was unbelievable. And I, I just always remember thinking to myself, wow, how, must, how good must he have been when he was like at the peak of his career? Um, but it, it was just laugh a minute when you know um, I loved it I, I actually loved it he, he, my dad would come down to the games and uh, before the game Gaza would go in and get him and take him to the boardroom for a drink and then like my dad my dad had like a big thick moustache and Gaza would go and get super glue and some of the grass for the pitch and stick it to his <laughs> above his top lip and that so they had a moustache like my dad and stuff like that and I'm no, you've got to remember, this is Paul Gascoigne. He's taking the time to have a laugh and a joke with my, with my dad and stuff like that. And I, w- I just wish I could have played with him for another year or two. You know, Maybe I've got to Everton a year or two earlier or, and played with him because that one game, he was, it was maybe one of the best individual performances of a teammate that I've actually played alongside. Well, Goffey, Paul Gascoigne and Glasgow Rangers seemed a perfect match. You probably saw the best of Gazza. Yeah, I did. He was such a the glue that put a team together in a lot of ways. And he was such a great player who wanted to do the hard work as well, you know. And uh, that's, what, that's why everyone loved him. Gary mentioned there uh, he loved him. You know, he was a game changer. He was definitely a game changer. And it was, um, it was a pleasure to have three and a half years with him. And the, the stuff that went on in the dressing room, I couldn't tell you. But he kept everyone on his toes, put it that way. <laughs> what was he like in our dressing room at Belfield, Davey? Just exactly as the lads have said, you know, just a laugh a minute. Just, you know, he loved training. He, you know, he loved getting out there playing football. And on his day, which probably, you know, it wasn't at the best times of his career when he came to Everton, but he still occasionally showed flashes. And that game, I remember the game Gary was talking about, it was at Blackburn and he was unbelievable. You know, it was genuinely as good a performance as you've ever seen him. Just gave you an idea of what he was capable of, but day to day was just caught. It was like having a kid in the dressing room, you know. It generally was. You just you just had to be aware at all times. There was things going missing. There was balls flying past you. There was it was just a laugh a minute, and it was a great time. And you know, Gaz was an icon of football in, in terms of what he did. And I, you know, we played against him up in Scotland. I was at Harps. I'm sure Gary was as well. And as Goffey said, I, I've been on the pitch when he's won those games. On his own, we played in a cup final, four hearts against Rangers. And the game was 2-2, I think, at halftime or, or something like that. And Gaza came out in the half, after the second half and something had changed. Some had happened at halftime and he just went nuts for 15, 20 minutes. Scored two goals and all of a sudden it was it was 4-2. And it looked a game that was in the balance. And we thought, we're thinking to ourselves, we've got a chance here against a very good Rangers team to, of beating them. And then all of a sudden he decided to to go and win the cup on his own, basically. Um, and it was he was that level of player. And unfortunately, 
at Everton he consistently couldn't do that. Probably his body didn't let him, but he was still the same guy. He was still good fun. He obviously had a few issues, but it was just a laugh a minute. He just, as Goffey said, it was a story every day. It was just something out of this world that people wouldn't believe what, what was going on, but it was all in the right spirit and it was all done for a laugh. And he, you know, he, he was very good to all the staff round about Belfield as it was at the time. They all loved him. He was very generous with his time and he was also very generous in terms of looking after people. And that's that's my memory of Gaza, you know, laughing with him, but also what he did for a lot of people in terms of looking after them and, and being good to them. I think that, that tells you everything about him. Gary, how good was Thomas Gravison? The great Dean. Great Dean. He was the best player I ever saw in possession boxes. He never, ever gave the ball away. On a pitch, though, his ability was unbelievable, but you just couldn't get him to play a position. He would be here, there, and everywhere. <laughs> I think most of the lads at that time have said that we had the perfect player next to him and Lee Carsley, who just sort of sat there and allowed him to go wherever he wanted. But he just couldn't help himself. I remember, like, one training session of that, like, Thomas, you've got to play there. Manager blew the whistle, poof, he's away. He's like, no, no, you've got to play in that position. Oh, sorry, sorry, I forgot, I forgot. Start again, blew the whistle, poof, he's away chasing after the ball again. He just, he just couldn't play a position, but in terms of his ability, um, he, he, was, he was right up there. Like, very fortunate in terms of people at Everton, and I'm probably forgetting a few, but like people like Arteta, Gravis and Gascoigne, when you seen them, their close control and how they could dictate a game, it was uh, it, it, it was just it was great to be their teammate, really. Goffey Walter liked his characters in the team. He liked his leaders in the team because he knew, as I'm sure you three know, Goodison Park is fantastic when it's rocking, when the atmosphere is electric, when things aren't going well at Goodison Park. There's nowhere to hide, is there? No, and that's uh, that, that's the same. Uh, I was fortunate enough to play with big clubs, and I and I put Everton in there as a big club as well. And uh, and uh, you know, uh, it's not an easy place to play. Um, but I think uh, as a manager, I think uh, and Davey's been there as a as assistant manager in dressing rooms. Um, your senior players run the dressing room, and Gary Naismith said that as well when he when he came, you know, you know, to Everton. Um, if you get three or four really good senior professionals in your dressing room, you won't have a problem. You know, I think you always look, as a younger player coming into the dressing rooms, you always look at the senior players, you know, for good habits and good advice. When I was in the Scotland team as a young player, I looked at Graham Souness, uh, you know, and Dalglish as people, you know, and learned something off. And I was fortunate. I looked at Ray Wilkins as well, sadly passed away. Um, 82 caps for England, tremendous. I used to just pick his brain all the time, you know, people like that, you know. Um, so I think, yeah, I think as a manager, I think Walter Smith also tried to do that, try to get good characters in his dressing room as soon as possible. Davey, when Walter Smith left Everton, he was replaced by another Scot, David Moyes. Did David speak to you at all when he when, when he first got the job at Everton? Because it was a massive step up for him from Preston North End to Everton. So, as a fellow Scot and a player with a bit of experience, did he did he pick your brains a wee bit? I think he, he you know a bit off the back of what Goffey was saying there. I think he spoke to all the senior. Well, I know he spoke to all the senior players when he came in, and I also know he spoke to Walter when he came in as well. I mean, and Walter leaving was devastating for us, you know, in terms of. Um, 
Walter losing his job and Walter leaving ever. And that was like that was a really bad moment in my career. Genuinely was. I wasn't I'd been fortunate enough not a lot of managers, you know, turned over it when I'd been playing and I and I really hated that and I, I I didn't enjoy it one bit. So that was a big shock to me and a big um upset in my career. So David Moyes coming in was um was a young manager. He was he came from Preston. He didn't have any experience of the Premier League. So it was a big change in terms of how he wanted to work and um, how Walter had worked previously. And although they had similarities in terms of they were both Scottish, they were, they were at different ends of the spectrum. So he definitely did speak to the senior players. And there was still, um, you know, when I think as at the time, and I may, I may get some of the names wrong, it was Lee and Kevin and um, Stubbsy and Duncan and myself. And that was the kind of group. And, you know, David definitely had plans to. Uh, make the squad younger and bring in some um, talented younger players on the way up, whereas we were probably, you know, at the wrong side of 30 and getting towards the end of our career. But I think he also was aware that we still had some qualities that could could add to the group and, and could uh, maybe give him a little bit of experience of what the Premier League was like to play in, although I'm sure he was watching lots of games. He didn't have a great or any experience of actually playing in it week to week. So him utilised the players as well as the staff, you know, Andy Holden and and people who, who had been there um, through the Walter years um, helped him as well. So he, he definitely did lean on us a little bit to get our take on you know, why things had, had got to the stage they've got. Gary, was it a case of having to prove yourself all over again? You're still a young player. Walter's gone. David Moyes has come in. Are you thinking to yourself, wow, I've got to prove myself to this new boy all over again? Yeah, but what was difficult for myself was I was injured when he first came in. So... Um, the team started getting. I think we. I think we've won. Won his first game. I think is that when Unzi scored very early. I think, um, and so I think we had a sort of indifferent results. But I was injured, so that was difficult. And then I have to be honest. I always found myself having a. I was always trying to get back into the team under my spell under David Moyes. I would. I would get in there. I would get in the team and I'd play maybe half a season. Then I'd get a serious injury and then. It was the first time really in my career that I hadn't played regularly every week. Um, and that probably blinded me to how good a manager David Moyes was. Because if I'm being perfectly honest, under David Moyes, it would probably be the first time in my career that I was at a club where as if we got to a cup final, I'm honest enough to say I don't think I would have started under David Moyes. I'm not saying a first pick, but when you know you're not probably one of the names on the team sheet first, your ego, your confidence, it takes a little bit of a battering. And uh, I found that with myself. And it was only really after when I left Everton that I actually realised how good a manager that David Moyes actually was. And I told him this when I met him after I'd left the club. Uh, I think just uh, the short-sightedness of not playing every week, it didn't make me take in how good a manager he actually was at his tactics and analysis of the opposition and how we were going to set up and stuff like that so you know you only really realise that when when I'd left the club the same that I knew I was at a big club at Everton um, you know David and, and, and Goffey have played at Rangers obviously a massive massive club so they've got another big big club to compare Everton against I never really realised how big a club Everton was until I left and it was only after I left and I still went to a good club at Sheffield United you know Big club, a great fan base there as well. But it was only when I actually left and actually took stock that I realised the club that I had left, the manager that I had left behind, and stuff like that. You know, so there, there, a wee bit of 
regret on my behalf there. Goffey, is David Moyes somebody that you know particularly well? Um, don't know him really well. Um, I gave him about nine stitches one of the first times that we played. He was playing for Celtic <laughs> Reserves and I was playing for Dundee United Reserves. But um, when, when uh, my first season at uh, Everton, we played against uh, Preston in the, in the FA Cup. And um, that was the first time he had come across, you know, I'd come across him as a manager. And uh, he, he had, they had a good young team. Right? They gave us a hard time. We beat them. I think we beat them 2-0 at Goodison. But, um, but he was one of those boys that he was always going to go into management because from a young age, he, he came up and played with Dunfermline when he was, uh, when he was younger. But he was always going to go into the management route. And he had did his coaching badges by the time. He was 25 and and all stuff like that, you know, and and he's gone on to have a very, you know, you know, a very very good career as a manager, but uh, don't really know him too well. Just want to start to wrap things up now, guys. Just bring things up to date with yourselves, Dave. Are you still very much involved with football at the moment? You're at uh, Brighton Hove Albion. Yeah, I've been there two years now almost, and um, I manage the loan players. We've got a, a big group of loan players, so. Um, probably about 20 in the group all over the world and I um, help them find the right club for them, try and negotiate the right contract for the club so that it works in both ways and then try and help them while they're on loan and make sure everything's okay for them, support them and, and watch the games and make sure they're okay off the pitch as well. So a really enjoyable job, um, a really good club, um, well ran, nice people, um, good culture and you know, working at Premier League level which is great and um, don't get to see many Premier League games because I'm usually watching my lads, which is which is a shame. But get back to Goodison once or twice a year, usually to, to watch to watch Everton, which I always enjoy. And um, other than that, watching plenty of football, still involved. So I'm really happy with that. Gary, you've had a couple of spells in management, East Fife and, and Queen of the South. I had the pleasure of popping up to see you a few times, watch a few games. Totally different environment to what you were used to as a player. Was that difficult for you, Gary? Eh, uh, you know, I quite enjoyed it really getting my hands dirty, you know, like taking the training, the bibs home and washing them and the balls and stuff like that. I actually quite enjoyed it. I, I'm delighted that I started sort of at the bottom of a part-time club. Um, I, had th I think it was three years at East Fife, really enjoyed it, had a little bit of success, went to Queen of the South. And in the main, uh, it was quite a successful time at Queen of the South, you know, but we had three or four, two or three bad months and uh, lost my job. And then very similar to Davey now, got back in at my first club, Hearts, as a loans manager. The only difference is he's all over the world looking after his players and I'm all over Scotland looking after Martins. <laughs> <laughs> Goffey, you're in San Diego. You still look as if you could play. What are you up to? Um, yeah, living in San Diego. I came Obviously, I came over to play with San Jose back in the day. Uh, 98, we came back to Everton to play. Retired May 2001, came out here, went back between Scotland and here for a wee bit, but always kept a residence in, in uh, this area. It's a beautiful part of the world where I am. I've got the ocean, you know, 100 yards away from me. Uh, trying to keep fit every day, just doing wee triathlons and stuff like that. I played, I look at it this way, I played professional football, you know, for 25 years. You know, since I was 15 till 40, roughly. Went into management a wee bit with Livingston. 
could always do the television, could always do the newspapers, could always do stuff like that. Um, Rangers asked me, Rangers that went through a very poor period uh, in our history um, the last wee while. And uh, when Dave King got in charge at Rangers, he asked me if I would come back as an ambassador. I did. Uh, so I go over to, to Glasgow about maybe four or five times a year when I'm needed to go over there. I'm glad to see the club's in a better state now than it was uh, five years ago. Um, you know, David David knows the problem that we, we had at the club uh, from what it was before. You know, so um still working a wee bit at that. But uh, other than that, enjoying, enjoying San Diego. I love watching all the Premier games. I love watching uh, the football from all around the world. And um, I, I feel fortunate to have been involved in the football game and, and still involved in it, even though it's a small way. This has been an official EvertonFC.com podcast, a Scottish special. Gentlemen, thank you so much indeed for your time. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Nice to see you, Gary. Nice to see you, David. Cheers, Dan.